Hey folks, welcome to the first episode of the DevRev. I'm Charles Max Wood, and if you know me from some of my other work, you're probably going, Chuck, you're doing video. Yes, I am. Um, I am going to try and make this show as audio friendly as possible. In other words, I'm not going to like point at stuff or things, but I may eventually do some screencasts, right, to show you how to do some of the things that we're going to talk about on the show. But for the most part, you can just listen in your car. Um, I just wanted to put it up on YouTube so that people can see me. So they can see what we're doing, see what we're working on, and we can make this work, all right? Now, I want to introduce the DevRev, okay? Um, and I've got this idea for this show, mainly from talking to people. Uh, initially, I did a workshop on how to find a job, a developer job. And I had people from all over the world that were coming and they were asking me questions about how do I find a job in my circumstances, right? So I had some guy from kind of rural... Hawaii, right? He was on one of the islands where there wasn't a large tech community and um, he had a remote job. He was looking for a different remote job, right? Which is a little bit different, I think, from people who are, say, in San Francisco or even in some of the urban and suburban areas like where I live in Utah, right? Um, here, I can go find the companies that do what I want to do and I can go apply to them. But for him, it was a different situation. I had somebody else in uh, Trinidad and Tobago, I think. Um, right. And so there wasn't a large tech force to go work with, but he wasn't even in the U S right. And so it's, how do I get a job like in, in the United States kind of thing, right. Or for a company that will pay me well, even though I'm really remote, right. I live on an Island and the biggest city on the Island isn't that big. Right. And so anyway, I was working with these folks and as I talked to them. And then I started talking to people who were a little bit further in their careers, right? So these folks tended to be mid, there were a few seniors there. A lot of them were mid and junior level. And as I talked to more senior people, it started to change, right? It wasn't just, how do I get a much better job? Because for the most part, they have the skills that they need in order to attract the employer that they want. And so they can get the job they want, right? Mostly, right? They can go get a better job. They can go improve their situation. But what they were looking for was more of a, hey, how do I go get those top end jobs? And not only jobs, right? Because it's not just the focus of the job. But how do I get to start speaking at conferences? How do I start meeting influencers? How do I start um, contributing to open source in a way that, that makes people know who I am? And then how do I go command top dollar at these top companies if I want to go work for them? And it, it was really interesting, right? Because at the same time, I'm sitting there thinking, well, if I wanted to go work on, let's say, the Angular team, right? I know people on the Angular team. And I'm going to kind of backfill this, right? How do I know people on the Angular team? Because I've been to ng-conf. Because I have an Angular podcast where we've interviewed them. Um, I have other friends that also know them really well. and could go vouch for me and say, yeah, Chuck knows what he's doing. And so I'm putting together a show that's a little bit different from what you would normally expect from a, I guess, developer career show, for lack of a better term. And that is, is I'm really looking to help developers build the opportunities that they are looking for, right? 
And specifically, it could be notoriety. It could be getting that job. It could be some other form of freedom, right? For some people, it's, I want more time with my kids. Usually that means you're going to get paid more and you're going to have a higher level position where they give you more time off and they're more flexible with you, right? Because they trust you. And because you bring so much value that if you're like, hey guys, I'm taking off three hours early so I can go to my five-year-old's kindergarten ballet program, right? Where they're basically going to tiptoe around in front of you and you're going to clap and she thinks she's important because she is important. That's, that's what a lot of people are looking for, right? And so whatever that is, I want to give people the freedom to pursue it and empower you to get it. And so the DevRev is essentially a developer revolution. That's where the DevRev comes from. It's a developer revolution where you take control of where you're going, right? It's no longer the company you work for. It's no longer the companies around where you live. It's no longer whoever decides, well, I think we might want to hire this person. And instead, it's you taking control because you create the demand. You show people what you're capable of. And then you help them understand that they want to hire you and give you the opportunities that you want, right? So I've seen people that have left jobs because their employer wouldn't pay for them to go to conferences, right? Had nothing to do with their work conditions, had nothing to do with their boss, had nothing. They wouldn't let them go to conferences, right? I, I have a speaking gig at this other conference. I have to use my paid time off and pay my own nickel to get on that airplane to go speak at the conference. I'm raising the profile of the company I work for, but they don't care, right? Or maybe it's, it is that, just that family thing, right? Well, I want to be around for my kids. You know, my son's playing football this year. or My daughter is on the swim team this year, right? And I want to be at every sporting event, right? Home or away. And this, this job won't give it to me, right? I can't get that here. And so I'm going to move. Or you realize, you know what? There are people out there making $200,000 a year as programmers or $150,000 a year as programmers, right? And I'm making 120. So how do I go level up and make the difference so that I can go get that job, right? That's what this show is. Now, I'm also building a mastermind for this. You can go check that out at devchat.tv slash next level. But ultimately, this is going to be me giving you a lot of that content. It's just going to come out in little bite-sized chunks. Um, but if you want the concentrated version that feels like me helping you and you want uh, to be helped by other people in the group and you want access to the coursework that I'm putting together for this, that's where it's at, devchat.tv slash next level. But anyway, so let's talk about this for a minute. So how do we get there, right? Well, there are kind of three elements to this. The first one is knowing what you want, okay? And, and it's funny because I talk to people and they really fail at this, right? Um, most people, when you ask them what they want in their career, they're just like, well, senior developer, right? And the ones that are already senior developers, they don't even know where to go, right? Well, maybe you're an architect or maybe I could be a dev team leader. Or CTO someday, or I don't know, right? And so I have a method that I've used to figure out where I want to be within the next three years, right? And so I just I've just written that out. I already know. I know I know where I'm going to be in three years because that's the plan, right? And then I sit down and I figure out how am I going to get there, right? 
And then I sit down and I figure out, okay, what am I going to do over the next few months to get there, right? Because I know the master plan, but I don't have to know every little step along the way. But if I don't know every little step here for the next few months, then I'm not going to get there, okay? So you have the goal. You know what you want. And the, the great thing is, is you like, let's say that you decide, you know what? I want to be speaking at conferences. That, I, I feel like I have something to offer there and I want the recognition for my knowledge, right? So I'm going to go speak at conferences. And so you go and you speak at the users group a, a handful of times and you figure out, I really do not like speaking, right? You can change it, right? You turn around and you say, okay, I'm going to open source. I'm going to go contribute to open source. I don't have to be in front of people to do that, right? So I'm going to go contribute to open source and I'm going to go own it, right? And, you know, so you change your plan, but then you just, you know, you backfill the details and go get that instead, right? And as long as you're not changing it all the time, right? You find something you settle on that you, you legitimately will enjoy, then, then that's what you work toward. And even for the personal freedom aspects, right? As far as I want to be at all of the swim meets or I want to be at all of the football games or whatever, right? I need to be around to help take care of my mom because she has these health problems and she needs me around, right? So that means you're looking for a job where you can work from home, blah, 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 right? Um, at the end of the day, yeah, you have to know what you want and you have to get there. And and for all of these situations, I've I've been there on most of them. I've, most of them I've been like, yeah, I want that, right? And And some of them are kind of more important to me than others, but I've been there and I've been going, okay, um, in fact, when I went freelance in 2010, that was the year that my son, my oldest son, started um, kindergarten. And my goal, and it's funny because uh, the way that manifested was I actually got laid off. But the way my goal was, I wanted to be self-employed by the time he started kindergarten. I missed it by like a month. But the reason was, was because then anything that they needed or anything going on at the school, I could just go, right? I just make sure my clients don't schedule a meeting when I have to be at the school for him to sing the little songs with the other kindergartners, right? And so, <coughs> sorry. So I could be there, right? And so that was important to me at one point. You know, and it still is. I have five kids and they always have stuff going on, right? And so I, I have made it a point to put myself in a position where I can be there, right? But that's kind of achieved now, right? And so what I'm looking at now is where do I want to go, right? And so I have I have business plans. I have personal things that I, that I want to achieve within the next three years. So you have that plan. You, you, you know what you have to do to get there, kind of in broad strokes, okay? You know what you're going to be doing over the next three months. The other thing that, I'm going to be pushing on you is I want you to start a podcast. And the reason is, is because, and I'm going to tell you a few stories here. This is going to be a little bit longer than the other episodes are going to be just because um, I'm usually aiming for 10 to 15 minutes on these, but uh, yeah, I'm going to be a little longer here. So just to give you an idea. So I started podcasting in 2008. Okay. And when I started podcasting, I was working for a company called Mosey. And I left Mosey. I got a job at Solution Stream. They kind of took a chance on me, paid off for them, paid off for me. Um, and while I was there, I continued doing that. I also wound up taking over a screencasting series called Teach Me to Code from Eric Berry. Some of you know Eric, some of you don't. 
he was on Ruby Rogues for a while. Um, and he also started Code Fund or Code Sponsor. Um, but anyway, so Eric handed Teach Me to Code over to me because he got into Groovy and Grails. And the Teach Me to Code audience still wanted Ruby on Rails content. And so I was putting out a weekly video at the time. Okay. And uh, then I started up Rails Coach around the same time. But a couple of things happened. One of the first things was, is when I was ready to leave Solution Stream, in fact, when I was ready to, what I mean is, is when I got laid off from Solution Stream, right? They couldn't find any more Rails work for me. And they were mostly a .NET and Flash shop at the time. I think they've picked up some other technology since then, but they're a local consulting company. They couldn't find a client for me to work for. And so they laid me off and I went home. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was my wedding anniversary, actually. I think it was our third wedding anniversary. Anyway, um, so I get home. My wife's like, what are you doing home, right? It was like 1030 in the morning. And I'm usually gone all day, right, at work. And uh, I'm like, oh, I got laid off, right? <laughs> and she's like, oh, okay, well, are we still doing dinner tonight? And I was like, well, we may as well, right? We'll go, we'll go have dinner, and then we'll just be a little parsimonious with our money. Um, and right. And so I got on the computer, and I started applying to jobs, you know, just whatever I could find online. And I get a phone call about one in the afternoon. And this guy's like, hey, my name's Jared. I work for this little company over in Provo, Utah. Can you know, can you come in for an interview? <clears throat> and I was like, sure. So I, you know, I got dressed up, drove down there. We talked for 20 minutes. I don't even remember what we talked about. But during the course of it, like three of the questions he asked, I said, Oh, well, I I've already made a video on that, right? Because he's like, Do you know blah, 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 blah? Right. And I'm like, oh, well, I have a video on that on Teach Me to Code. And so um, anyway, when I got done, he actually went and looked up, teach me to code, right? Cause I'd mentioned it a few times, you know, and I was like, and I've spoken at the users group, and, you know, um, I hadn't spoken at conferences or anything else yet. Um, but he's like, he, so he, he goes and looks up, teach me to code, watched like two videos. I was probably 10 minutes away from their office. I wasn't even home. I was driving past where my mom's house is. And, um, I, I get this phone call and he's like, Hey, I've been watching your videos. These are terrific. When can you start? Right. <laughs> and I'd been laid off that morning. Right. My answer is of course, well, I can start tomorrow. Oh, great. We'll see you tomorrow. And so I started the next day. Right. And lest you think, Oh, well, but Chuck had all this experience. I had one year of professional programming experience. I had had one programming job and that was the job that I had just gotten laid off from. And, and they hired me anyway. And within a few weeks, they made me a team lead. So it just goes to show that, I mean, you get a ton of credit from, from putting together content like this. Now that was screencasts and I do have experience doing that and I'm happy to help people start video series, but I've had way more success with podcasting and with podcasts. Um, a few other doors that this is open, by the way. Um, so things kind of slowed down with podcast sponsorship in 2020. Um, some of it was due to some uproar on social media. Um, but what kind of finished it off was COVID-19 because a lot of companies cut their marketing budgets and uh, podcast sponsorship falls under that, right? And so I'd be talking to marketing people and they're like, 
we loved sponsoring your show. We got a ton of people to come and, and buy our product, but they cut my budget. I don't have anything to send you, right? And that happened over and over and over again. So I wound up having to get a full-time job. And so I'm working full-time now for a company. And then I'm doing the podcast network on the side. And so I went in for this podcast interview. And I sit down with the two people who are doing the interview. And the first thing they say to me is, we love Ruby Rogues, right? Because it was for a Ruby programming position. We love Ruby Rogues. And so we chatted about what they liked about my podcast. This is this They're interviewing me for a job. Okay. And then we chatted about some other stuff, you know, because we all live in Utah. So we chatted about Utah stuff, right? You know, and then um, basically it was, when do you want to start? You know, it's like, okay, well, let's make this happen, right? Bigger company. It took a couple of weeks to get that all ironed out. But that was the interview. They didn't ask me any hard questions about technology. They knew I knew it. And so they hired me. And I still hear from my boss and from some of the other people that I work with how happy they are to have me around because I have actually proven that hiring me was a wise decision, even though they didn't do any of the technical vetting that you usually do in an interview. And the reason is, is because they had already technically vetted me by listening to my podcast for the last few years. Okay. So what I'm telling you is, is that, yes, we're going to have this goal. Okay. We're going to make a plan. We're going to know what we're going to do for the next few months to get there. And we're going to start a podcast so we can start opening up these doors so that you can meet the people who will enable you to get what you want. Okay. You want to go to more conferences? Here's another interesting story. Okay. So I've been doing podcasting, Ruby Rogues. Um, I, at the time, I also had JavaScript Jabber and Adventures in Angular, or not, not Adventures in Angular, JavaScript Jabber and Freelancer Show running at the same time. Okay, so I was running three podcasts. I get this call from this guy, and I am blanking on his name. I am so sorry. I forget. I can't remember your name. But he's like, hey, there's this conference up in Vancouver called DevTeach, and I've convinced them to do a Ruby track for your conference, right? And we're like, I was like, cool, you know, for the conference. He's like, I want you to come speak, and they're going to pay for you to come up to Vancouver and speak, right? So I had to go get a passport and all that fun stuff. But um, anyway, so fine. Well, then they come to me and they say, do you know any other Ruby speakers? And I'm like, oh, yes. I know plenty of people, right? And so I got a whole bunch of my friends, a whole bunch of other people I knew to go speak at DevTeach. Okay, so we go up, we speak at DevTeach, uh, had a good time, um, got to hang out with each other. It was awesome. And toward the end of the conference, he comes to me again. I can picture this guy in my head. I can't, I don't know why I can't recall his name. Anyway, he, he comes to me and he goes, okay, well, there's another podcast here called .NET Rocks. And they are going to do a panel on agile development. And I told them to get you in because you're not in the middle of the Microsoft ecosystem and you have a different point of view on this stuff than they do. And it turned out to be true, right? So I, I show up, I go in there and, and we're, you know, we're discussing agile development and I didn't think anything else of it. You know, I mean, the, the guys that run the show, they were awesome. The other people on the panel, they were great. Um, you know, made some friends, made some connections. Well, about three, four years later, I get a call from Richard Campbell from .NET rocks and he goes, Hey, I've convinced Microsoft to have podcasters come to Microsoft build 
and interview the Microsoft experts while they're there and talk about the Microsoft technologies, right? And so we were, you, you know, I'm thinking, okay. And, and initially they were trying to make inroads into the mobile development community. So they were reaching out for the iFreaks podcast, um, which I was also a panelist on. I, I'm not a proficient iOS developer. I was on that podcast for like four or five years, okay? Um, but yeah, so we go, right? <clears throat> Me and the other three panelists were, were there. And then I get a call and they're like, hey, we've got another spot. Um, we're looking for another show to fill it. Do you want JavaScript Jabber to come? I'm like, great. You know, so AJ O'Neill gets invited out. You know, we invited some of the other panelists, but it turned out to just be AJ and I for JavaScript Jabber. All four of us were able to make it for iFreaks. So we're there, right? All six of us. We're hanging out. We're having a good time. But we got to interview all these folks. We got to go to the pot, the conference. Um, we got to meet all of these great folks that work for Microsoft. Um, and it was just this awesome opportunity, you know, I'm going and I'm talking to all kinds of people and people that normally wouldn't be like the core audience for any of our shows, you know, maybe the JavaScript show, or maybe, you know, some of them are interested in the mobile show, but it was, it was, it was a great opportunity. So then I get a call a few months later going, do you want to come to Ignite? And Ignite's kind of was their devops -y thing. I think they've combined some of the development stuff into it now. Do you want to come to Ignite? So we went to Ignite. And they called us up and they said, hey, we're doing this event for, I, I think, anyway, there's a special group of customers for Microsoft that get that would go to a Microsoft Connect in New York City. And so we went to New York City and, you know, did it again. And every year up through 2019, we basically got invited to every conference that Microsoft put on, at least in the US, the big ones, right? So build, connect, and ignite until they stopped doing connect and moved ignite up to where connect was, right? And so then we were just doing build and ignite. But we got these awesome opportunities to go learn stuff from the Microsoft experts. We got these opportunities to go and, and, and meet all these people. I've been invited to speak at conferences just because they wanted me there. I've been invited to come and be at conferences. They're like, we just want you to be here. We don't even care if you record anything. Um, and they paid my airfare and hotel and everything else. And so, you know, no matter what your goal is or what you're trying to accomplish, this, this is the thing that I'm trying to get you to in this, right? Um, the, I met DHH. I sat down next to him at RailsConf and said, hey, do you want to come on my show? And he said, yes. He was episode 50 of uh, Rails Coach. And we still are able to get him on periodically on Ruby Rogues, right? He'll just come and we'll just talk about Rails and then we'll ask him a bunch of questions and it's fun. But it helps, right? And then if you want that job, then maybe you can get just a short note, you know? Oh yeah, these guys are terrific from somebody that they've heard of, right? You can parlay that into some other situation where you can create the opportunity you're looking for. And podcasting has opened all this stuff up to me. I mean, it's amazing the, th the number of things that it's opened it up to me. So anyway, so that's what we're going to talk about on the show. So I'm going to be talking a bunch about how you level up, a bunch about how you grow, a bunch about how you plan, a bunch about how you get the stuff done, and a bunch about how you podcast about code and then how you create these opportunities out of podcasting to get what you want, okay? So if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, well, what about me? What about me? What about this situation? Or what about this question? Or, you know, whatever. Feel free to ask, okay? You can DM me on Twitter. 
My DMs are open. You can reach out to me. You can leave a comment on this um, episode uh, or a comment on YouTube, and I will try and answer those questions in these episodes. Um, otherwise, I do have some content that I'm going to be hitting. So anyway, just stay tuned. Um, go check out devchat.tv slash next level if you're kind of looking to go from senior to whatever's next. And uh, yeah, until the next time, max out, everybody. <laughs>